Hello friend, I am Maria, and welcome to the Conversations with My Higher Self podcast. This show is about spirituality, higher realms, the mysteries of the universe, and source consciousness. I use hypnosis to get into a deep theta state where I am able to connect to and embody my higher self. Enjoy! those of you that don't know, my book, my first book is now out. It's called 72 Keys to Manifestation or an Ancient Path of a Modern Day Alchemist. It is a child of love. This book is going to change your life. This book is about manifestation. I also wanted to let you know that I have charged it personally for anybody that purchases this book to literally set you up with the right frequencies for abundance literally this book is going to be a true catalyst in your life i'm not kidding you guys there is real white magic that is working through this book there is a barrier to entry that you know i as a being of light i i have my own guides that work with me um they wanted to have a barrier to entry on the ancient knowledge that came through this book right hence the price but but if you feel serious about unlocking your abundance, this is the book for you guys. I'm not kidding. It's going to work with your body, with your energy field on more levels than one. It is a multi-layered book. There are only a few books like that on the face of planet Earth today. It is quite rare. So if you want to check it out and if you want to really literally notice and see the big difference of, and having your life transform highly recommend you get yourself a copy do yourself a favor you'll thank me later i promise hello hello and welcome to another episode of conversations with my higher self i am happy to see all of you uh, gathered here today all cozied up um we're going to be talking about one of my favorite subjects of all time today we're going to be talking about sun consciousness. We're going to be talking about the sun, the energies of the sun, the impact that the sun has on this planet, as well as the universe at large, the meaning, the symbology behind the sun. You know, we're going to uh, discuss um, some big picture stuff per usual. We always want to make sure that, or I want to always want to make sure that you guys understand the bigger picture before we dive into the micro situation and then of course we're going to talk about you know your relationship with the sun why you should care how you can improve it um, towards the end um, I would love to share a couple of practices with you as well a couple of hacks if you will there is a lot about the sun that remains the uh, in the realm of the occult in the in the realm of the hidden on this planet which partially is very sad and partially is almost mind-boggling because sun is such an integral star it is such an integral large body of matter that essentially runs the show in the solar system everything rolls around the sun you would think right there would be a lot more talk about this celestial body but uh, unfortunately there's not that much on sun consciousness out there uh, there's not enough uh, information on, you know, the energies of the sun, on sun consciousness, the power of the sun in spiritual circles. Um, I feel like there is a lot more talk about the moon and, you know, how to work with the moon and following the moon cycles and 
moon calendars and phases of the moon and all of that good stuff and rituals around the moon and you know barely anything around the sun these days and there are different reasons for that um sun consciousness in terms of its um availability <laughs> or oh, the availability of knowledge around it kind of goes back and forth on planet earth so there are times we kind of go we're going through cycles um this is the right now there is the time where not enough sun or light consciousness is present on planet earth sometimes you would um experience the opposite you would experience the pendulum swing swinging the opposite way where a lot of information about the sun comes um, and all of a sudden people start aligning their lives and livelihoods around this um, energy and, you know, reap the benefits, obviously, of that. One thing that I, I would say, and, you know, uh, I just want to give the credit where it's due, it's essentially every pantheon, if we kind of like look at the pantheons of deities for essentially pretty much any of the major um pantheons whether that's you know greek roman whether that is nordic uh russian hindu uh there's always a deity that is the sun god uh for the most part it's a masculine deity with very very few exceptions um so you know that is one of the common denominators there are a few other deities that are fairly common but the sun you know the sun is one of those that essentially in any pantheon there is a special place reserved for the sun god there are different faces of the sun um different stages of that great consciousness that has been you know divided and represented by different deities from ra to horus um to sol etc etc there are you know there have been many deities many names apollo is obviously a sun god you know they all represent different facets of the sun different aspects of sun energies so in other words, in other words, it hasn't always been the case. Humanity hasn't always have had like a broken relationship with the sun. And maybe I shouldn't go as far as saying humanity now has a broken relationship with the sun, but it's, it's about, it's like 80% broken, right? It's, it's 20% okay. Um, and it's not getting any better. And that is kind of like the sad truth and the sad reality. Uh, now enough of you don't care. And enough of you don't even realize that humanity has a dysfunctional relationship with the sun. It started going downhill around the time when electricity actually, uh, sh shall I say, let me preface it with saying the latest round, the latest cycle of the downhill relationship with the sun started with the invention of electricity or the proliferation, the wide distribution of electricity. Um, thanks, Edison. Uh, that being said, you know, because, oh, oh, let me rewind one quick second, right? You, you obviously know that prior to the wide invention of electricity, it was really, really hard and really challenging to stay up and get any quote unquote work done once the sun set essentially, right? In the dusk, right? You would have some candles, but can candles were expensive, et cetera, et cetera. So because of that, human beings really aligned their natural rhythms you know their waking cycles they pretty much aligned that to the sun as much as possible so they could benefit from the light that is readily available from sun consciousness now with the invention of electricity that kind of went downhill you know there um the biorhythms that used to be governed by the sun 
kind of turned more inward in some in some instances right so um essentially electricity enabled all types of funny behaviors as it comes to biological rhythms um a lot of the rhythms got completely misaligned to the like uh, what i mean a lot of individual biorhythms got misaligned um to the greater good to the greater whole right so if you're not aligned to the sun you're not necessarily aligned or you're not essentially aligned to the energies of the universe at large i'm just saying right so and and this is kind of a big statement to make right but shall i say also the reverse is true for beings that are fully aligned to the sun they are fully aligned to the rest of the universe they're also aligned to the energies of source consciousness right so they are aligned to that to which you may refer to as god energies to the energies of the creator at large the absolute uh that being has many names that um energy has many many names and of course if you are aligned to that uh entity it's like being aligned to everything in existence right and that would always represent you moving in the direction of your own higher good and moving in the direction of the higher good of all so again uh it's not the first cycle that we're going through but since the invention of the electricity the relationship between humanity and the sun has kind of been going downhill and it's been going down pretty fast um down that uh, rabbit hole of misalignment now we're even starting to see um some large scale pretty interesting phenomena that are a byproduct of a broken relationship between god and humanity one is people being allergic to the sun that is shall i say strange at best because sun energies um are there are meant to be energies that are inherently nurturing they need uh, they are meant to be resourceful and supportive of every individual human as well as humanity at large so when humanity starts experiencing things like allergy or skin cancer sun allergies or skin cancer which are which is essentially sun the energy of the sun sun consciousness being able to hurt the bodies of beings that it came here to sustain you know that that relationship is broken on some level right you know that there is something that is about that relationship that is dysfunctional um now we, we're seeing the proliferation of, uh, of spf you know people are also wearing baseball caps and, and hats and everything to cover their heads which again like uh, you guys are trying to cover yourself from the sun in every which way possible and of course science and again i say not i don't want to say anything about science but of course science would have you believe that it is sun is dangerous you don't want to be in the sun god forbid not only does it cause premature aging you know sun rays the number one cause of premature aging um uh as well as it could like i said could cause you skin cancer god forbid etc etc so why don't you like slather yourself with spf ideally stay indoors uh put on a hat and a scarf and while you add it god forbid a single sun ray is going to hit your skin cuz who knows what could happen right so there's a little bit of that fear mongering uh because of the scientific community around the sun and and while i don't necessarily want to debate with you anything that science is saying i don't want to produce any counter arguments and i definitely am not going against spf this is not what this episode is all about however 
This line of thinking, you know, the line of thinking where human beings are working really hard at putting barriers between themselves and the sun, which is their celestial father energies essentially in the sky. What humanity is doing is humanity is putting barriers between themselves and divine masculinity. The energy of the sun is not only the strongest masculine force that you have available to you on planet Earth. This is also the purest masculine force that is immediately available to you on planet Earth. So when you feel as a society, as a species, as a planet, as a consciousness, as a collective, that you need to build barriers between you and the sun, and especially the SPF is a protective barrier, right? Or that you need like um, a baseball hat or um, actually um, sunglasses, right? Another form of barrier between you and the sun. Um, all kinds of shades, you know, all kinds of curtains, all of these are barriers that you're putting between you and divine masculinity. Essentially, what this means is, or the message, right, the way we should read this is divine masculinity is toxic to me. I need to put a barrier between me and divine masculinity. Now, the reason a high vibration could be toxic to another vibration, the only reason, shall I say, is because that other vibration is too low, right? Because again, like let's think about energy. Uh, when a, a higher frequency and a lower frequency mix together, um, it tends to the the polarities tend to even out, right? So essentially, you start getting a great average. So essentially, if you had plus one and a plus one would meet minus one, equal particles of energy that are differently charged, charged positively versus negatively, and you would add them up, you would get a zero, right? So essentially the great average of the two energies. So of course, for energies that are low, lower dimensional, lower frequency, right? That don't, for instance, represent in this particular case, don't represent the higher aspects of divine masculinity. It maybe represent the shadow aspect of masculinity here on planet Earth. They feel like, so the shadow would always feel like it needs to protect itself from light. Because what happens when light shines on the shadow? The shadow disappears, right? So from the perspective of the shadow, the shadow would like to maintain the status quo. The shadow of masculinity um, that humanity is experiencing would like to maintain its livelihood for as long as possible. Coming full circle with the energies of the sun is contrary to that desire, contrary to that outcome, right? Because if humanity starts embracing the higher frequencies of divine fatherly love, the higher frequencies of divine masculinity, they're going to have to evolve. They're going to have to walk out of their shadow and start stepping into light with baby steps. That is the aspect that humanity is resisting. That is the quantum leap that humanity is not taking. And by the way, I will tell you, it's going to get worse before it gets better. Um, you're going to, you know, in the coming years, you're going to see more people allergic to the sun, more people worried about all kinds of emanations from the sun, um, you know, across the spectrum, more research coming out on how the sun is dangerous for you, more barriers put between people and the sun. And by the way, the sun energies are being activated at this point in time. So the sun is becoming hotter and the sun is becoming more active. There is more activity. Uh, on the sun and that is the trend that's going to happen that's going to keep on happening the sun is accelerating in other words the sun is evolving the sun is um, on some levels ascending the consciousness that runs your local sun um, is evolving with it uh, that being said 
The sun is, at this point in time, starting to transmit within the 3D constraints of the solar system. It's starting to transmit higher frequency vibrations that move at higher speeds and essentially are hotter, right? Uh, what I mean by hotter and, and higher frequencies, you guys do know, right, the difference between lower dimensional and higher dimensional worlds. Um, if you don't know, the difference is actually quite simple. So the movement, the speed with which particles um, are moving in higher dimensions, are the, essentially higher dimensions move faster, lower dimensions move slower. Uh, and that is like one of the dominating frequencies. So when you're essentially ascending, when you're moving from a lower dimension to a higher dimension, your frequency increases. So you start vibrating at a very, very, very high frequency, right? Because of that, because of that, sometimes you may become invisible. Um, have you guys ever noticed, um, like, do, do you guys have ventilators? Um, and then they have these loops. Um, I don't know what the correct name is. Um, like essentially when the ventilator is in a stagnant position, when it's not on, you're able to see these um, parts of the ventilator like very clearly. I think they're called loops. I'm not sure. Or maybe laps. I don't know. Um, but when the ventilator starts uh, rotating, you know, it rotates so fast that you almost like stop seeing the individual parts. And like you see kind of like some movement, but it moves so fast, like you cannot tell like the shape of any of the individual loops that like make up this ventilator of any of the individual parts. You kind of like, um, again, essentially when something moves fast, it may become invisible to you, if that makes sense, right? So that's why you're... you're um, higher, higher dimensions, you know, higher dimensional beings may be living in the same, maybe sharing the same uh, quantum field with you, but they are invisible to you because they're vibrating at a higher frequency. So when the sun is starting to ascend, um, or when the sun is essentially uh, hoping to help planet Earth with its ascension, What's happening um, in, in that dichotomy, what happens in that relation between the sun consciousness and the consciousness of Gaia is the sun starts accelerating um, and it starts um, sending frequencies to planet Earth that are of higher vibration. They move faster and they're hotter in terms of temperature. Um, so partially, partially, this is a controversial statement, right? But the sun is getting hotter. And so... Um, you know, there's essentially global warming is going to get uh, worse before it gets better. Um, but, you know, it's all an interconnected system. Uh, and because of that, right? So imagine like um, right now the human beings are receiving um, information from the sun on a daily basis. And so you're the antenna and the sun is essentially a transmitter. Um, when the sun starts uh, 10xing or 20xing, the uh, amount of codes, the amount of information that it transmits to you, right? You as a receiver are going to be bombarded with this information. So imagine it's like, um, imagine the sun used to send you like one SMS per hour. And like, just bear with me for this analogy, right? Now that it's ready to level you up and it wants to level up Gaia as a whole, right? What the sun does is it starts messaging you very, very frequently. So it would go from sending you one text message per hour to sending you one text message per minute, right? So it, it would accelerate quite dramatically. Because it accelerates quite dramatically, you as a human, you're either able to receive and meet the sun at its level or you are not. 
And if you're not able to meet the sun at its level, you start feeling overwhelmed by the energies of the sun. Does this make sense? Right? It's kind of like, oh my God, there's the sun. It keeps communicating something to me. I'm not able to receive at the level that it's transmitting. What the hell? I'm overwhelmed. If you're overwhelmed, your body is going to start feeling like it needs to build more barriers, more protection. You know, it's kind of like when somebody's stalking you <laughs> a little bit and you're like, oh my God, I need a restraining order. Uh, bad analogy potentially, but I think that it's, it, it at least brings the point home, right? So the reason you're going to start seeing the acceleration of allergies and all kinds of other conditions, detrimental conditions to the human body that are related to the sun, is not because the sun is bad for you, but it is because human beings are not able to meet the sun at its level temporarily. Temporarily, as we are upgrading, as you guys are leveling up as a society, you're going to have to level up your relationship with the sun to be able to receive these new frequencies, these new energies, and to be able to thrive in these conditions instead of being overwhelmed by them. Because, because make no mistake, the sun has already been sending you more messages, more codes, more upgrades, more downloads than ever before in your life. So if you're feeling overwhelmed in 2021, this is just the byproduct of that happening. This is just the byproduct of that phenomenon. I'm, I will tell you that. Between now and 2030, you're going to have to keep accelerating your receptacles and your receiving abilities around like downloading higher cosmic energies from the sun because they're coming for you no matter what, right? And by the way, again, another controversial statement yet doesn't make this any less true. COVID is here as a healing of sorts, as a coming to Jesus tool so that the bodies of human, human bodies that are not able to receive these higher frequencies can get cleansed. Their life force energy that dwells in their lungs can get cleansed enough so that their bodies are able to start receiving, finally receiving the communication from the sun that is coming through whether you'd like it or not. And, you know, there are some people that are just not able to receive those energies. And unfortunately, those people are going to have to check out, you know, and, and plan a new incarnation. And then there are people that are, you know, perfectly able uh, to receive sun energies and their vibrations are already high enough. They're able to receive higher frequency, high vibrating incoming codes. So those people are not even going to get sick with COVID because they are, they've already upgraded. They are already meeting sun at the level of expectations that the sun has, right? And then you have a bunch of people that are in between. And these are the people that may get COVID, may get COVID multiple times. And they're going to keep getting COVID until they upgrade. Or check out. I'm just saying, right? Um, okay, that was a tangent. Uh, why don't we go a little bit, you know, because I kind of went a little bit more narrow than I think I, I should have maybe initially or that I would like to. Let us maybe zoom out a little bit and let us talk about the big why, like, and the big what. Um, so we're going to start talking about what is the sun? You know, why was it placed here? And, you know, the bigger picture, just so you, you can understand the role that it plays, right? Nothing is random in the universe. Everything that you see around yourself, especially large celestial bodies, have very well planned objects. Nothing is random. Everything has a reason. Everything has a meaning in the universe. So you guys know, right, that... Um, I hope you do having listened to, if you haven't listened to you know other podcast episodes maybe some of the stuff that I'm gonna say right now is going to be new information for those of you that have been 
Now, with me for a while, this is not going to be new. Some of it is going to feel repetitive, but bear with me. So here's the deal, right? You guys all remember that it all started with the source, right? This whole song and dance that we're doing, incarnating here in a virtual reality type system that I call the matrix, if you will. Uh, this whole song and dance started with source wanting to get to know itself, right? And splitting itself and, um, you know, essentially projecting different aspects of itself and uh, this different aspects or dividing itself in different aspects that we call souls or soul consciousness um, and sending them through exper uh, into experiences, right? Into this, um, again, virtual reality world. This matrix, this current matrix that you live in is not the first matrix. It is a very intricate system. This is the fourth um, large rendition of the matrix. And what I mean by the large rendition is generally, if you think about um, any computerized, any mathematical system, um, you know, you could have like patches. Do you know how like sometimes like you got you guys would have like different um, operating systems, right? And like um, you maybe you would have like the version one of the operating system, and then it's like version one point one, one point two, one point three, one point four you know, other, the sub versions of that system, right? So this master versions, this is the fourth version of the matrix, but then within the, each master version of the matrix, there've been millions of subversions. What I mean, what I mean by that is it's an ever evolving mathematical read artificial. Like when I say mathematical, I mean, artificial also partially, right? Um, so our artificial intelligence is actually mathematical intelligence. I don't know if you guys um, are like if, if that is your perception, uh, if your perception of um, that word is the same, but they, they are um, the same vibration. Um, but um, essentially, this is the fourth version of the matrix. And then there's been many, many patches for each of them, because this is a, an ever evolving system. This system is meant, the whole goal of this virtual reality VR system matrix that, you know, you have come to incarnate in, the whole purpose of this grand organism is to help souls evolve as fast as possible. Not only that, this current version of the matrix is actually a very, very much improved version. It is a very well thought out version. Um, by the way, the reason that new matrices, ma matrices get created is because the previous versions failed uh, and it doesn't mean everybody died because I guess everybody still died but um, you know you know at soul level you never die you are an internal being right so like you know living in incarnation is, is just the beginning of the uh, process of unification with the rest of you and, and source consciousness so it's actually a good thing um believe it or not death is is, is one of the funnest uh, experiences of an incarnation and i know from from your perspective it may be hard to believe but it is the case nonetheless so the reason some of the other matrices failed although we're not diving deep into that topic is because they didn't offer enough flexibility uh, or they didn't offer enough speed and agility um, as to the evolution process for different souls. Some of the previous versions have been too rigid. Some of the other versions have been too flexible. Um, in other words, they kind of fell apart, um, you know, as they were stress tested by time and beings actually going through experiences. So this new version um, is actually fairly sophisticated. Um, and this new version of the matrix, you know, um, has 
um, free will is one of the constructs that is like very, very prevalent, right? It has been dialed up. Um, so free will is um, like one of the cornerstone principles of the matrix. And then also uh, another principle is uh, what I call the universe starts with you. So this is a principle of creator. So every person, essentially, every being, shall I say, because it's not just for people, it's the same thing for any type of consciousness from the planet to the crystal to the, um, you know, to any animal, it doesn't really matter. Every being um, that comes to incarnate in this very intricate system, artificial system, gets to create their own reality because this is the only way that you can make this experience fully customized for all parties involved. What I mean by that is, essentially, you need to have one type of system that is able to take in a very young soul, uh, a mid middle aged soul, so to say, and an older soul. And what I mean by that, and again, please take this young, old, middle aged with such a grain of salt, you guys, because at soul level, age really doesn't matter. What matters is how much, uh, how much experience, so to say, you have, how much light you are able to maintain within your light bodies, right? So um, that is how it's, uh, you know, how the worth of the soul is measured. It's not so much, you know, the, the time, t time as a construct is such an artificial construct, but I'm using the language that you can understand, right? So sometimes I would have to make these disclaimers, but I also want to make the, um, make it whatever I'm saying abundantly clear to you, which is why sometimes I'm going to have to use limiting language with, with you. So bear with me. So the matrix was created and it needs to cater to different kinds of souls, right? Some of them are essentially just making their first baby steps. Um, and others are like, mages of like level 100 if you know what i mean and they require very sophisticated experiences because they've been there done that and they feel completely jaded and at this point they need like to level up their game and to level up the level of challenges that they're going through otherwise it is such a snooze and it's just such a boring um pastime to be incarnated in this in this reality and so because of that you know um, this reality is very malleable right so it responds to each individual consciousness however one of the things that this fourth version of the matrix has that that shall i say the other versions of the matrix were lacking is the presence and this is the most important i'm just going to say something pivotal here right is the presence of creator slash source consciousness within the matrix structure let me pause here for a quick second and let you digest in the previous uh, this is what I just said in different, let me explain what I just said, because there's a little bit of confusion at the level of the collective. You guys are like, sorry, what? What did she say? Uh, what did she mean? Um, here's the deal. Source consciousness, as well as souls, you know, uh, your higher selves, over souls, whatever you want to call it, the non-incarnate part of you that is eternal, right? That aspect of you does not belong to the matrix. You know, source does not live in the matrix. It is a separate construct. It is a separate energy, right? It is that of which everything else, including the matrix, was born of. But you, you can think of the matrix as virtual reality is essentially a computer game, right? Now, source is the player, or shall I say all of the players that are playing the computer game. Source is not the computer game. My dear friend, please pardon this quick interruption. If you like our podcast, we ask that you please help us spread the light by leaving a review on Apple Podcast so that more people could discover our content. Thank you so much, blessed soul. In and of itself, right? Yes, 
you know, the computer game would not exist unless Source really wanted it to exist. You know, there is a desire. Like Source wants the, this computer game, this virtual reality, reality to exist so that the different aspects of Source can get to know each other and themselves better, right? However, all the previous versions of the Matrix, all the previous versions of this game were far removed from Source. So you can almost think of it as it was like a faraway land that Souls went into and it was so far removed from Source consciousness that it was like literally they it was impossible to stay close to that feeling of like oneness and unity, right? And that is part of the reason why the previous um, versions of the Matrix have failed was because you would have, A, it was not necessarily a pleasurable experience because um, there is that yearning within each soul, within each spark of consciousness for that unity and for like, like there's, there's just a lot of nostalgia for like home, right? And like every soul essentially perceives soul unity um, via the source energies, like going back to source to be going back home, right? So when you go into like a far, far away land and lose all touch with source energies, which was what was happening, it created a lot of experiences that souls didn't really want to partake in, right? It was like such a, it's kind of like being exiled um, for a prolonged amount of time and souls didn't really love it. So uh, th there are other issues that were wrong with uh, the early versions of the Matrix. Um, so we're not going to dive deep. This is actually really irrelevant for your current experience. What is relevant to your current experience, however, is how this matrix is different from the rest. And here's how. So, um, every time the new version of the matrix, the new grand rendition, the next, you know, big reveal of the matrix happens, um, there is... A lot of brainstorming, shall I say, goes into this. It's like a big undertaking. It's a big endeavor. So source consciousness participates, you know, different helpers of source participate, uh, the great architects of the, you know, of the system participate, et cetera, et cetera. So there are a myriad, like myriad of beings that participate in the creation of, of this uh, virtual reality system. Um, and it was decided, right, that it would serve the greater good of the whole if source could take a more active part in the day-to-day -day in the running of the matrix instead of outsourcing it and kind of like putting itself, um, you know, kind of like removing itself from this virtual reality. And there has been devised a way to do that. And it has been decided that source is going to stay involved within the construct of the matrix via a system uh, or a network of stars called sun network or the network of sun consciousness or the network of suns if you will right so from that what ended up happening was this initially source projected itself this is a very important distinction right so do you know how I said that Source split itself into all of these many like beings, right? And essentially your prim uh, primordial spark, your original spark, your soul is just like one aspect of Source. I did tell you that. One thing that we did, maybe I wasn't fully clear is that there is a big chunk of Source consciousness that now exists in, in its unified state. In other words, there is still the nucleus of Source energy that A is still dividing, but it's also going through experiences at a collective level. It's almost like God is playing the game with us because God is also terribly curious, you know, uh, of how 
the entirety of it is going to perceive itself instead of like the smaller teeny tiny particles uh, are going to perceive it so like source is also going through its own game and its own experience right it doesn't want to it doesn't always want to split hairs sometimes it just like wants to go all in as this united unified consciousness so when the matrix this version of the matrix was created there was created with it what we would call the central sun of the the fourth version of the matrix uh, and you should think of it as like oh sh you should imagine it as this globe globule uh sphere of bright crazy bright white light that literally represents the energy of source and that was embedded into the fa fabric of the matrix and the matrix again is a very artificial construct source is not artificial source is reality right like source is as real as it gets so but a part so essentially a part of true source consciousness right that consciousness that understands the fullness of the game that designed the game in the first place right came in and chose to incarnate in this matrix which is an artificial construct right so essentially in the way that your higher self projects itself into different incarnations source as a consciousness the great absolute has projected itself and donated a portion of the energy of its own energy in order to be able to fuel the evolution of souls via the concept and the construct of the matrix it's kind of like it embedded itself as this nucleus of electromagnetic field energies inside of this artificial construct of the matrix as such it ignited the matrix into being it's like imagine that you had like the human body with all the anatomy and everything in it and like all the pathways because essentially the human body is a, is a system it's a network of pathways right your circulatory system your nervous system like it's all a bunch of like different networks co-joined into one organism that is a cohesive organism now imagine right if that um body had everything but didn't have the heart right and then imagine because that is what essentially the matrix was right like it had all the right pathways and everything just didn't have life in it yet and so when source consciousness decided to project itself, imagine that somebody like literally took, um, you know, placed a heart within that body. And as the heart was joined in that body, right, that first spark of light was delivered to the system. And this human that was heartless before that, this body that was heartless before that, all of a sudden got their heart back. And all of a sudden there's like this electric current and this, you know, this system, this organism, the heart starts beating, it jump starts the whole system. All of a sudden, you know, the blood is starting to pump, the organs are starting to work, there's breathing, you know, then the eyes can open, then the experiences can happen. So this would be the closest analogy that I could give you around like what happened with this artificial, essentially dead mathematical construct of the matrix when source consciousness decided to ignite it with its own uh, power. Um, so essentially the heart kind of came back, if you will. And again, bear with me for this analogy, because I don't want to have like this big grand argument of like, well, you know, is source really uh, the heart or is source really the brain? Truth of the matter is the source is everything, you guys. So like, I'm not going to have that argument with you. Anyway, 
so there imagine right there is the matrix and then there's this nucleus which we can essentially conceive of we can call it the heart of the matrix which is the source and energies the purest energies uh, of oneness um, that there are and uh, essentially not only are they the energies of oneness but these are the wisest energies um you know again with like full understanding of the why the how the everything how the game is played what's the end destination so you know this consciousness right the the, the all-knowing consciousness joins the matrix and it, it was decided right that this version of the matrix was going to be intimately run by source consciousness via a network of suns so through that one nucleus uh, a network of different suns was established throughout all of the different dimensions, because dimensions essentially one through 12 are the domain of the matrix. So uh, sound consciousness or that source consciousness divided itself into a network of suns um, from macro central suns uh, to a more micro suns, like your local sun, like your local sun, for instance, the sun of the solar system is a micro, micro, micro sun. But it goes even like more micro than that. Because you also have sun consciousness within your own bodies and within your own cells. And it goes like even to like a much, much, much micro level, more micro level. So you think of it, you should think of it as like essentially source consciousness has the headquarters within the matrix. And it also has a bunch of satellite offices all throughout the matrix. And these satellite offices are different suns, right? Different stars. Um, that you would refer to as suns across galaxies, universes, across planetary systems, right? It is all part of the same consciousness, just divided and split into many, many, many different satellite offices. So, right, essentially what I'm telling you is the closest thing you have to source is the sun that you see in the sky. And it is very much so by design. Because it was decided, right, that the codes to the evolution of the matrix um, are essentially the codes of, to the evolution of each individual soul and uh, collectively all of the souls as well. They are known to, to source the creator because the creator, you know, given that it knows best, um, you know, it has full visibility into each individual soul. So because of that, the being that we call source is, it's like the great guru. It is like the being that is best able to advise and um, show the way, you know, that is the great way shower to every individual soul as to where they're supposed to be going, what they're supposed to be doing uh, for the higher good of themselves and the higher good of all, right? So it is that guide um, that is the, a very, very wise guide that is available. Now, because source knows the end destination, it also knows the path, right? And so it has been decided, right, that essentially this is going to be kind of like the government branch, like the executive branch of the of the celestial order uh, would be the suns. Um, and again, because it is already by default, by definition, part uh, source consciousness, right? It would be kind of like the ruling uh, type of energy. Um, of um, the matrix. Now, I don't want to like completely confuse you, right? Um, 
I don't, yeah. And that actually, maybe we we're not going to go there because I think that it's just a controversial topic. If I get asked uh, this question, I can always respond to it. By the way, I will try to leave um, room for some questions later um, as we talk about this. So imagine, right, this whole matrix is run by the network of suns. Um, now, there are beings. There is a race that was created, and this particular race is actually a very, very interesting race. You guys do you, you guys do know about extraterrestrials, I hope, right? Um, if you don't, um, you know, you should read up on extraterrestrials. But um, obviously, humanity is not, you know, the only uh, species that that's out there. Um, but there there has been a race that was created, um, or like a species that was created that inhabits. Um, the network of the suns um you know there are there are many names for this um for these species you know one one name that we could refer to uh that we used to refer to that um race is uh solaire or solaris um you know um essentially sun people is um you know like if i were to dumb down conceptually what what this race of, of folks are so imagine that there are like um, there is a race or there is a species called sun people. Now these sun people exist on uh, all suns, from central sun, um, uh, uh, you know, galactic suns, uh, local suns. You know, they all have species and subspecies of this sun people, solar people. Um, and these solar people, they're kind of interesting because um, they technically. I would call them probably the most evolved race um, of any of the races uh, that exist within the matrix, any of the species, ex uh, you know, extraterrestrial species that exist within the matrix. Not only are they the most evolved, they're also kind of like that higher, you know, that race that has the keys to the castle. And what I mean by that is they have a higher perspective, higher vantage point, higher understanding around everything in the universe, right? Um, they are an interesting race because they at the same while existing within the matrix they kind of partially exist outside of the matrix so um all of these solar people all these sun people are beings that are kind of like if you almost uh, imagine them on an energetic level right if they had two feet right they're going to be one foot fully connected to the matrix and the other foot fully connected to the realm outside of the matrix, like their higher selves, et cetera, et cetera. And the reason I'm telling you this is um, what you, like how you should perceive this is like these folks are divinely guided, right? They don't have a veil of forgetfulness. They don't forget, you know, their past incarnations or why they came here. They know the bigger picture, right? And um, they also span different dimensions. So if you incarnate as one of the solar people, one of the solar, um, you would essentially span the full gamut from dimension one to dimension 12, right? So these are kind of like these, um, you know, beings that are live in the great in-between space. So they live in between dimensions. They also live in between the matrix and the real world, so to say, right? So they're the great in-between people. Because of that, they have abilities that somebody who is fully incarnated into the matrix doesn't have they also have the knowing and the full access to the akashic records with highest highest levels of access codes as in they can access the restricted 
sections and you know everything else that is kind of like above and beyond the pay grade of like a, an average being right so in other words these are, you also have to be like a very special person a very special being in terms of your level of purity to be able to even incarnate as as, as this being because um you know they, they have to pass through some very rigorous testing before they get so to say accepted into the program because it's actually a really really great honor and the reason that it is an honor and the reason that there is such rigorous testing and what are they being what they're being tested for is their ability to exhibit source consciousness right so source consciousness meaning like the con consciousness and vibrations of oneness right so there are beings uh, out there in the universe that despite the fact that they're individualized and despite the fact they have been kind of like um, separated from source consciousness are able to within themselves integrate the consciousness of source energies to such a high degree that vibrationally speaking you know they start approximating source they're not there yet but they're getting there right and so these are the kinds of people that come into these solar uh, diasporas, uh, solar um, families uh, and incarnated in the sun. Um, so it is an honor. You have to, you know, go through some, you know, essentially trials and tribulations to, to be accepted. Um, these types of beings, um, they essentially, um, you know, there's no death per se over there. They, they're kind of um, eternal. They are eternal. Very often when you're taking on uh, a particular challenge for yourself and you incarnate um, on the sun or one, on one of the suns, um, you would stay for a prolonged amount of time. Uh, because the matrix, um, you know, the... Uh, every matrix exists for millions upon millions upon millions of years, right? And it actually helps because the sun people, um, these beings, right, that incarnate in the sun, are essentially the guardians. They're not just the guardians of solar consciousness, right? And they're the ambassadors of solar consciousness. But they're also, they're the guardians of the matrix. And what I mean by that is that they essentially understand, you know, the roadmap, the blueprint for the next couple of million years. They know what planet, what system is need to evolve in what way, at what speed, etc., etc. And so they're essentially are here to ensure that everything is happening according to the plan, right? The, the reason that that needs to happen is because obviously, A, you remember every being has free will, right? Then you remember every being is creating their own reality, right? So this is a matrix of mayhem, essentially, right? It's not like a very rigid system where you like you walk right and you walk left and your like, access denied because that is not how the system works. This is essentially mayhem. You have all these variables and um, you have... You know, and I don't know, like, I don't know how many of you guys like love mathematics, but you know, like w when you have an equation with one, one variable in mathematics, it's solvable. Once you start having two variables, it becomes really complicated. Equations with three variables, freaking forget about it. Equations with four variables, five, six, seven, eight variables, you need like master computers to solve, like humans cannot solve them. Imagine having a mathematical equation with seven billion variables. That would represent planet earth like essentially every human being is a variable right uh now this is one complex system and by the way planet earth is peanuts compared to what exists in the universe like this is not even a challenging planet not gonna lie
in, 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 in terms of how many variables it has. It's actually not too many variables. Like there are planets that would put Earth to shame in terms of how many variables need to be, um, you know, maintained and like kept track of, et cetera, et cetera. So that's why you need these guardians, right? Like it's essentially, yes, it is a mathematical system, but also it's mayhem because everybody has free will and like literally every being does whatever the heck they want, right? And so imagine trying to maintain and keep track of all of these billions upon billions of variables and trying to steer everybody in the same direction. Because essentially, you know, this one planet is kind of like, you know, one massive ship amidst the sea of other ships, right? And these beings of light, they're working at a macro level. So they're not just keeping track of one Titanic. They're keeping track of a trillion Titanics. And on each of them, there are billions upon billions of variables of beings that are incarnating and everybody's changing their reality according to their liking. Oh my God. And how do you make sure that none of these Titanics freaking sink when they're not supposed to collapse into ether or crash with one another when they're not supposed to. Do you know, do, like, do, do you see what I mean? Like, it's it's a pretty complex, intricate system. And so you need a lot of guardians and you need a lot of very evolved beings to be able to monitor things and make sure that things are generally moving in the right direction. So that is how you have this whole species of beings that is extremely wise and high vibrational and all-knowing and om omnipotent um, that are helping run the show. Blessed and... Got, uh, guided by the energies of source himself herself right so that is essentially what the sun is right um in other words in other words um the sun and the sun beings have all the answers around the evolutionary path of planet Earth, the evolutionary path of each of the planets in the solar system, and not only that, but the evolutionary path of every being, right? So essentially, we here on planet Earth have the satellite office of source consciousness immediately available to us. And instead of establishing a relationship with that satellite office, instead of saying, hey, you know what? I know you know better because your vantage point is way higher than mine. And you actually understand how well, like what is the game that's being played here and how it's being played and all the rules you know instead of saying you know what i want to fully embrace whatever learnings whatever teachings whatever guidance you have for me that's not what we're, what, what we're saying we're saying you know what let me slather some spf and god forbid i get any quotes from you because i prefer to be in my own small life in my own trenches making my own mistakes over and over and over again and by the way i'm totally cool repeating the same incarnation seven thousand times over because uh you know i'm scared to evolve that is essentially the communication that's essentially what humanity is saying kind of like spitting in the face of the grand creator by saying you know what not interested in receiving your quotes today you know what you know let me align to something else you know let me align let me watch tv tonight um yeah, nothing wrong with TV. You guys want to watch TV? You can watch TV. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you can also um, connect to the sun, you know, it would be nice. It, it would be great. Like, you'd make me a happy camper. Why don't you connect to the sun? You can watch TV, uh, uh, you know, for as long as you want. You know, all day, every day, if that, if that uh, feels good, if that serves you. Anyhow, I'm just saying, humanity is missing out in the current state. So, like, as I was scanning humanity, ugh, it honestly, like, breaks my heart what like 
two to three percent have a really really healthy relationship with with the sun and the rest like really don't and what i mean by a very healthy relationship obviously my bar is quite high i'm not gonna lie right like my you know um and the way just so you understand what i'm seeing at the collective level um i as i'm scanning humanity what i'm seeing is like imagine like i'm literally seeing seven billion people what have you right and if they have like essentially as I'm scanning, if you would have like a bad relationship with the sun, I would see um, like a block. I would almost like see like a black dot over your head. But if you don't have a block relationship with the sun, I'll see you as a pillar of light. And so essentially uh, all of humanity from this perspective of like the like sun activation, uh, sun relationship can be divided into two groups, people with dark dots on top of their heads and people that are essentially pillars of light. So only 2.7% of humanity, if I were to be really exact, 2.78% of humanity are the folks uh, that are activated as pillars of light. Everybody else has a black dot on top of their head. So that tells me that they essentially, their ability to to communicate with the sun is blocked. Uh, when I say communicate, I mean the give and the receive, right? It's communication goes both ways. It's not a one-way street. It's a two-side, two-way highway. You receive and you give. So blocked, actually both the receiving and the giving. What does that mean? That means that all of this guidance that is available to you from the sun and all of these beings, right? All the solar, all the solaris, uh, all of the sun people that have showed up with a specific objective to help each and every individual being on planet Earth to evolve as fast as possible. Like, so all of these people, all of these beings, I shouldn't be calling them people, to be honest, um, that are trying to reach out to you and they're send they've been sending you all kinds of text divine text messages um and signs and whatnot you know you are essentially saying you know what not able not interested to receive right so you are not getting any of that communication so at the energetic level it looks like they're shooting like rays of like golden light to you and then that those rays are hitting essentially the black dot over your head and it just being reflected right back at the sun. Like it doesn't even penetrate. It doesn't, doesn't register. It doesn't hit you. What does that mean? You are not guided by sound consciousness, by source in your decision making and how you live your life, you know, in which path you should take in, you know, so essentially you're not leveraging that resource whatsoever. By the way, if you were only to open yourself up to that relationship with the sun, your life could be infinitely better almost overnight. And I'm not even kidding. This is not an over exaggeration, you guys. Like, I mean it. Because sun consciousness is extremely, extremely wise. And I, I might have said this in one of the previous podcasts uh, that I did. This is not the new thought, but enough of you apparently haven't heard it. So essentially, the sun is a full spectrum of energies, right? Is a full spectrum of light, right? Uh, because source is a full spectrum of light, right? Source essentially has access to everything. That's why you perceive the light of the sun to be white or transparent for that matter. But if you kind of looked at it, it's a prism. Through a prism, you would see all the colors of the rainbow, right? And what I mean by that is the sun has access to essentially all kinds of energies, the full spectrum of energies of the universe. Um, as you are as a being, right? As you're going through your life, it is in sun's best interest to nurture you with energies in the way that you best require. And that would help you and assist you on your journey. Uh, for instance, at some point in time, you might require only a particular stream or only a particular type of energy from the great, great, great grand scheme of the universe, right? 
Um, I don't know, maybe you need heart energies today. You would need some other energies tomorrow, right? The sun has access to the full spectrum of these energies. In other words, it can fuel you with whatever you need that day, right? However, if you are closed down, it cannot send you help, right? If you were only to open your consciousness, your bodies, your beings to the assistance that the sun can provide, you would feel better overnight. You would not be experiencing anxiety or depression because you would be guided any step and every step of the way. And by the way, the sun is a great uh, frequency uh, riser. In other words, no matter what state you're in, the sun is always going to be able to rise your vibrations. It's always going to be able to impart its energies onto you in a way that serves you in raising your own vibrations. The sun always has healing energies, no matter what. So it can help activate any of your energy centers, any of your chakras, fill it up. It is a very, it has extremely uh, high frequency, very potent healing energies also, right? So sun is a master healer. I don't know that you know that, but it is true nonetheless, right? Um, so there are many wonders that the sun consciousness can bring, right? And through, and one of the ways that it does that, right, is through emanation. In the same way that source emanates light, sun emanates light. I don't know how, how, much, how much more of a perfect analogy it could be, right? Metaphorically, sun is source, like as a metaphor, um, because it emanates light, right? In all the different directions, right? And so you need to be on the receiving end to receive that light because sun is transmitting the codes uh, for that next lap of the journey, for what, you know, what, what happens next all the time. Now, are you there to receive it or not? We've just learned the answer. About 2.78% of you are and about the rest of you are not, not quite informed, right? So essentially you are in the dark and blindfolded and, you know, that is not like a very a efficient way to evolve right because if you keep moving the wrong in the wrong direction like you're you're gonna keep incarnating you're gonna be stepping on you know um and and, and essentially into the same puddle you're gonna be keep, you're gonna keep making the same mistakes right so divine guidance is exceptionally important um that's why i'm never gonna be tired of like putting the message out there of like please do yourself a favor and establish a relationship with the sun, like truly. Um, there are many ways of doing it, right? Um, spending some time in, the, like now let's let's get to the practical advice, right? Spending uh, some time in the sun is paramount. I'm not saying four hours a day every day. That is overkill, you guys, right? I understand you have modern lives. It's not realistic for you to be in the sun all day, every day. I also understand that enough of you don't even live in... Um, places where there's ample sun. Now, if I could have it any way I want, I would have all of you guys move as close to the sun to the, you know, the places on this planet that have as much sun as possible because your quality of life, your overall happiness levels uh, and um, your overall satisfaction levels would be correlated um, and, and would uh, is highly correlated to how much sun exposure you have, right? It's not that... And, and I know sometimes there's, they're saying there's this stereotype of like, oh, you know, like the folks that live in the north, you know, they're very hardworking and the folks that live in the south, they're not very hardworking. You know, it's hot. They're like, they're like, just don't, they're not motivated. No, it's not that they're not motivated. It's not even that. They already are happy. 
they don't need to work three jobs, pursue the false ideals to be happy. Like they're happy in the moment because they just, you know, they woke up, they went to the sun, uh, they greeted the sun, they got the energy from the sun, they felt one with the rest of the universe. They're already happy. They reached the final destination. And poor people in Northern Europe, they're like, never mind, let me get one more degree. You know, obviously I'm overgeneralizing, obviously. But let me tell you, there is definitely, definitely, definitely a correlation between how much sun you're getting, how happy you are as a being, right? So do yourself a favor and take the time to intentionally connect with the sun. There is a big distinction between doing something intentional and doing something, you know, kind of on autopilot, right? You cannot have a relationship with the sun that is accidental, Accidental friendships, I don't know that I believe in them. I believe that you like you would do yourself good by being intentional with your relationships, right? So same thing with the sun. Start having conversations with the sun, right? Start listening in, start asking questions, start hearing the answers. You may be surprised. Sun consciousness is actually one of those consciousnesses that, you know, is actually very, very easy to communicate with. And what I mean by that is... Um, if you ask the question, the answer tends to come. And that is the beauty of it because the proximity of the sun is actually really, really close. There's a lot of momentum in some consciousness. There is, you know, it has a lot of weight. And so it's easy for the sun to be in your vicinity and to start communicating to you, right? So that is actually a really, really, really big blessing, right? So start communicating with the sun. Um, it all really takes is... You know, if, if you did even one solid like 10 minute conversation with the sun a week, that would already be bring you like light years closer to like your better life. Um, a lot of ancient civilizations had uh, sun rituals um, and, you know, sun greetings. Like uh, a lot of the people that you would call enlightened, a lot of the great teachers, spiritual teachers, you know, start their day by greeting the sun. You know, so there is a ritual, some ritual, some conversation that is very much embedded into their day to day. And this is something I highly recommend for you. And, you know, unobstructed sun exposure is also what matters, right? Um, when you're, you know, think of yourself as like as a battery, like you're charging your iPhone every day or whatever phone you have, right? Like you're charging your computer uh, or like your laptop, right? So you need to charge yourself also because you need sustenance just as much as your iPhone does, although you maybe don't give yourself full credit for that. In order for you to charge yourself, you need at least three minutes in the sun, um, you know, ideally every day, ideally, right? Like if we're talking optimal health, right? And I know that human beings have an unlimited capacity for living suboptimal lives, in suboptimal health, eating suboptimal food, right? You're survivors, I understand, right? Um, but in the ideal world, three minutes a day of unobstructed sun exposure is what every human being needs. What I mean by that is no SPF. And ideally, you know, um, you would have, you, you wouldn't have like, you know, the scarves and the, uh, and the shades. Like you want to make sure that the sun hits your um, head, right? So you want to have your head open. You want to make sure that the sun hits your um, third eye area. That's really important. You want to make sure that the sun hits your neck, 
right? Because you're your communication center. The sun can do all kinds of clearing in your communication center. Ideally, your heart as well. Uh, so, you, you know, like a V-neck or something that's a little bit like, you know, that keeps the chest area open. That is very important. And then the last but not least is your palms, right? The right and the left or your wrists. Like those parts is also where the sun likes to come into your body, right? So you want to make sure that all of these aspects, all of these parts of you are exposed to the sun for three minutes a day. Literally, you will see your overall happiness levels, your health levels. Everything is going to go up and it's going to be so beautiful. You guys are going to thank me later. I don't even, I don't even have... Um, a single, um, uh, like I don't have one doubt about it. There are so many things I can tell you about the sun. Um, there is something that is called the sun point or a sun spot. What is that? Um, so you guys obviously are familiar that each of you have chakras, right? Like each of you have energy centers that are kind of like unique to the human species, right? Um, now, um, not unique or common, should I say, within the, the human species, right? Like, you know, essentially seven plus billion people on this planet each of you have a solar plexus chakra each of you have an ahada the heart chakra each of you have like a throat chakra at the same time you have certain spots within your body that are unique to you sun point or sunspot is one of those parts in your body that is unique to you um the reason being what what is the sunspot it is a it, it's a spot it's generally um it's um it looks like um a coin uh it looks like um you know, yeah, like a coin. Uh, it's round. It is about two inches in diameter. So it's, 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 you know, sizable, but not that, that, that large. And it's a point somewhere in your body where the sun rays would hit you the most. And essentially it is kind of like your personal plug into the sun network, right? So essentially if you are malnourished in terms of solar energies, right? when the sun rays hit your skin, hit your body, they would try to penetrate through that entry point. So your sun point, your sun spot is the entry point of sun energies inside of your body. It is unique to you. And that is kind of like your direct line of communication between you and source. And the reason that is unique to you is because this incarnation that you are undergoing, you have planned is unique to you, right? So it is unique to you. Uh, and it is an agreement essentially right that you've had with source consciousness right so um depending on where your sun point is it could tell you a lot about your incarnation it could tell you a lot about what you're meant to be doing and what you're not meant to be doing right because this spot is unique to you and not just to you at soul level but to this particular incarnation right so uh next time you come your sun point is going to be very different this time you're nurtured in a very particular way right so your sun point or where the energies of the sun the energies of source enter your body uh, that is kind of like the part of your body um that would be that first step to the overall lighting up of your organism right so it's kind of like that first domino uh in in the sequence of dominoes uh, which is really really cool because again like the point in your body where the sun enters your body is a dead giveaway for why you came here, what you came here to do, etc., etc. Right? Um, so pay attention to which aspect. Like if the sun hits you in the throat area, you're a communicator, da. Or you came to transcend uh, some, you know, karmic um, things for yourself or your lineage, right? And yes, sometimes there would be a correlation between chakras, right? Because you know, obviously chakras, it's kind of like the overall map of your body energetically, right? So there, there would be some similarities. So you would, you know, by knowing your sunspot, you could actually get really closer to understanding your own, uh, the path of your incarnation, et cetera, et cetera. 
Um, so sunspot is something that, um, you know, um, I, I, I will, you know, quickly tell you how you can figure out what it is. And then from the sunspot, um, there is a sun pyramid. Uh, a sun pyramid is actually incredibly, incredibly potent as an energy. Uh, I, you know, we could also call it a sun spiral, but essentially it's a healing. Um, it's like an additional auric field around you or an additional protective field around you, almost like Imagine if you had, um, like a, a, a sphere around your body. It doesn't have to be a sphere, but like a cocoon around your body of like sun consciousness and sun energies. That is something that becomes available to you once you activate your sunspot. Why do you want to be cocooned by sun energies? For many, many reasons. Uh, a, because again, it's terribly healing because it aligns you to everything in the, in, in the rest of um, the universe, right? Because it helps you manifest things faster and quicker because it enables you to awaken to the God consciousness, goddess consciousness within as well, right? Very, very important, right? So by activating your own sun point, by understanding how it works, where it is, and also using that sun point to activate your solar pyramid or um, your solar spiral, you essentially are able to jumpstart and uplevel your life. Um, I feel really tempted to ask the collective if the collective has any questions, but why don't I give you this quick meditation, right? Uh, why don't I explain to you how you can find your sunspot and how to build the sun pyramid? And then I'll, I'll probably have time for like a couple of questions. Um, all right. All right. So uh, obviously you want to get into a meditative state. You want to close your eyes. You want to, you know, start with very, very deep breaths. Then you want to imagine that you are standing in a vast field in the open sun, right? The sun's shining. And, you know, you probably want to imagine yourself, you know, I don't think you need much clothes. Ideally, you're naked, uh, which is totally cool, right? If you're modest, that's fine. It's meditation. Nobody's going to see anyway. Now, what you want to imagine is, I want you to imagine that you're stretching out your like, um, your arms and your legs. So you're like a very open stance. Don't close you know, don't close your body up. Like it's very important that you enable, like your posture communicates the openness to like receiving this information, right? And then, and again, like this practice is going to require you having a little bit of sight, right? But if you've done enough um, meditations, like guided meditations, you're probably starting to develop this skill, right? So for enough of you listening to this podcast, you're going to be able to do this practice, no problem. So you want to, imagine right that the sun is hitting your body right you, and and of course like your body I'm not hitting right i mean like emanating the sun is emanating light and that light is um you know moving towards your body and then there is like one spot on your body that like lights up uh, like a golden coin um whereas everything else kind of like looks normal quote unquote like looks human there's this one part in your body that like starts to light up with this golden light almost like a metallic sheen gets this metallic emanation and you can tell that like that part of your body starts like really sucking in the energy of the sun really absorbing the energies of the sun like nobody's business right that what you're seeing right now in your mind's eye is your sun point or sunspot right again looks like a coin two inches in diameter, right? What you want to imagine, right? You want to be like, okay, great, thank you. Now I know where my sun point is. Now you want to imagine, right, 
that there is almost like a receptacle of um, like a pocket, like an empty pocket um, attached to that sun point on the other side that is so thirsty for the sun energy. And um, as the sun energies are, are penetrating, are entering your body through the sun point, you want to imagine sun energies uh, being accumulated in that little pocket and that pocket becoming heavier and becoming really, really beautiful and gilded and, you know, essentially accumulating the sun energy, right? Um, you want to make sure that that sun pocket of yours is always full and brimming and filled to the brim with sun energies because that is your best resource for anything you want to do. That is your creative power right there. That is your, you know, um, power to... Um, up level your life it, it, it is like a very a it's a very um high frequency high vibrational resource this is also a resource that is hard to come by you know it's a one-of-a-kind resource so you really want to hold on to it uh, and you really want to get good at re replenishing it right so it may be actually good for you to you know as you're establishing the relationship with the sun uh, to make this like a habitual practice Whereas you would maybe want to repeat it a few times. Um, and as you do that, you would be able to um, see if your pocket uh, needs replenishment, right? And if it does, then you want to make sure that uh, you're replenishing the energy in that pocket. Now, wherever the, your sunspot in your body is, wherever your sunspot in your body is, I don't care if it's in your toe <laughs> or if it's in your ankle. I want you to imagine, or if it's in your head, right? Wherever it is, it's fine. I want you to imagine that it starts rotating like a sphere of golden light, right? Almost like if you guys know Harry Potter movies, do you know Snitch, this little ball, the, gold, the golden ball that they used to play with? It's kind of like that and it's starting to rotate very, very quickly. It doesn't have wings though. I hate to say this. So it starts to rotate. And as it does, it's like also like it operates like a little projector, right? Because essentially this is a byproduct of sun consciousness, sun emanations within your body. Are you surprised that it emanates light? I know I'm not. I hope that you're not either. So that being said, that thing, that little um, sphere of golden energy starts to emanate light and like it um, actually projects upward, right? So wherever that is, right, it starts projecting into the crown of your head from within your body. Like essentially it starts sending all of these massive amounts of light into your head, into your head, into your head, right? So this massive, crazy upward stream of energy. And then your head starts to accumulate that, right? The very top of your head starts to accumulate all of this light, all of this goodness, all of these, just almost like a vortex of light that's being created. So in like, um, stay here for a little bit and enable and allow your head to accumulate all these beautiful energies. And almost like you want to start feeling them as a rotating, like they're, they're starting to rotate almost like a vortex, like is, is, is being created. And, and as that happens, this point accumulates all of these energy and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, right? There's kind of like this, almost like a new center of solar gravity, right? That is being created at the top of your head. And as that happens, what, you know, that center of gravity, that point starts projecting itself into a pyramid of light that surrounds your whole body. It's a golden pyramid. It's the sun pyramid, make no mistake. And that pyramid is starting to rotate clockwise, right? So the, that pyramid starts at your head, kind of, right? And and uh, it goes goes down into the ground, right? Covers your body fully. And then it starts to rotate, 
right? So the sun pyramid, what I want you to imagine is as it starts to rotate, by the virtue of its rotation, there is like a cocoon of golden sun energies that is being created around your body. And these energies are removing all kinds of blockages from your body, you know, health wise, energy wise, or just like, it's kind of like, I don't know, like a massive type of spring cleaning with sun, sun energy shower. I don't know how best to explain, but it's, it's like, except extremely powerful healing cleansing energy that can remove any types of blockages so you just want to keep rotating that pyramid that energy around you and by the way you can um you know um when you're doing any type of cleaning or if you want to remove old programs you may choose to rotate that pyramid in a counterclockwise uh, direction right so you stop that pyramid of sun sun pyramid pyramid of light and you start rotating it counterclockwise you can start rewinding things that no longer serve you so like this is good for removing old patterns so you would focus on a pattern and you would rewind that pyramid in a counterclockwise direction and you would watch that pattern being erased same thing if you want to get over like a particular memory or trauma you would want to kind of like rotate this this pyramid in a counterclockwise direction if you want to get back to a particular state of you know a feeling that you felt in the past you would want to kind of like rotate the pyramid counterclockwise so you could go back in time right so again like doing something count uh, like the rotation of the pyramid in a counterclockwise direction would enable you to go back in time or erase something or remove something if you move it in a clockwise direction you're moving forwards you are manifesting you are talking future instead of the past right just wanted you to understand that movement so that is the sun pyramid and again the only way you can activate that you in your body is by understanding your sunspot and activating your sunspot first um i would like to take a question from the collective anything that you were wondering about as it relates to sun consciousness and sun energies now this is a very very rich topic and i could talk to you about it till the cows come home i also don't have forever unfortunately and um you know i want to make sure that you're getting the most out of this episode so um you know uh whoever from the human collective has a question around sun consciousness or anything that i've you know explained today you know i'm happy to hear now as long as it serves the human collective i'm ready to hear your question great question um the question that i got from the collective is um what if i am one of those people that has a black dot on top of their head and i'm not a pillar of white light how do i become the pillar of white light that is such a beautiful question and thank you for even bringing this up because duh like if essentially 97.3% of humanity, uh, give or take, uh, pardon my math there, it's not that precise, but you catch my drift. Um, if most of you have, you know, these black dots on top of your head, then shouldn't we be speaking about activating your sun frequency and making you into a pillar of light? Thank you. Yes, I completely agree. Why don't we do a quick, 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 quick exercise? Now, one thing to preface this is there are many reasons why you may have a broken relationship with the sun. For some of you, it's ancestral. Some of you just like, you know, you're just born into a lineage that just never had a good relationship with the sun. And like, you know, it is what it is. Um, you know, some of you have 
had some traumatic experience with your earthly father and that could damage your relationship with the father, son in the sky. That is entirely possible. Um, some of you have, um, you know, could have uh, issues around self-esteem in the solar plexus. So that could have created the blockage in the first in the first place, right? Because anytime, you know, you have like a very strong inner critic, anytime that your solar plexus is not in this healthy state, that would automatically impact your relationship with the sun. So technically speaking, there are maybe like 30 different reasons of how your relationship with the sun or why your relationship with the sun may be in its suboptimal state, may be broken, right? So unfortunately, you know, um, this is not necessarily one of those episodes and like, diagnose what's wrong with your son relationship and these are the 30 ways and this is how to treat each and every single one of them although that would be the most effective way that I could help you uh, since we don't have that much time and also I don't know that it would be necessarily helpful for me to list all the ways that it can be broken and the whys uh, behind that um, so today we're going to have to do something that's maybe a little bit more of a generic practice right and um, I will give you a couple of different things. Like I'll give you a couple of different things you can do uh, to get rid of that black dot, black blockage on top of your head. And you should just keep trying. You should try one after another after another. Like if the first tool doesn't work, try the next one, right? Because we're just going to be, I'm just going to be giving you tools, almost like keys to unlock this relationship uh, without going through the diagnostic, which is not my favorite, but also I'm trying to give you something that you could definitely use. So the first, essentially the first way that you should try to remove, so get into the meditation with me, right? Look at yourself and um, first maybe, maybe do the diagnostic, right? Like do yourself, do you see yourself as the pillar of white light or do yourself, do you see yourself as having like this blockage on top of your head? If you see yourself as a pillar of white light and fully connected to the sun, congratulations this next part is not for you you're already awesome and i love you um and for the ones of you that have the black dot don't despair don't despair the first thing that you would want to do is you want to imagine that um there is a hand that is stretching out from the sky like a large divine hand and it is literally just swiping that thing that black dot away from your head and into like <laughs> excuse me um and that's you know uh, it's sweeping uh that hand from the sky is sweeping away that darkness that black dot into like almost like another dimension right it's like removing it for enough of you this may be all you need and as that happens right all of a sudden you're able to receive the sun rays and this part on the top of your head and the crown center of your head gets activated right as it gets activated it starts accumulating sun energies and as that happens it starts um um receiving the information first and then emanating the answers back right so that that could be one one way that we could do that um you could actually also use um if, if this didn't work you can try to use either the scissors of light or the sword of light um, and um, essentially try to cut that out. You can try to cut that aspect out, right? Um, essentially cut it out. It's almost like a black cord of sorts, right? Um, uh, that like dot that um, is a blockage. Um, it's like a cork almost that prevents that flow from happening, right? Um, and then when if, if that works for you, that's amazing. And then what you want to do then is do the same thing. You want to start imagining how the light is starting to finally penetrate um, into you and you know you become the pillar of light um, 
another thing that you may want to try is um, using divine, um, like, I, I call it divine acid. It, um, you know, it's, it's essentially a liquid. Um, and this liquid is, is really beautiful. It's like very holographic in nature, kind of like mirror-like in nature. And it can burn through anything that is undesirable um, in, you, you know, any blockage in your body. So you would want to imagine like a stream coming from heavens and, and kind of like dropping straight on your head and kind of like dissolving um, any blockage around there. Like literally you want to take your time here because... You know, yes, uh, the divine um, liquid, the, the divine acid is, is very powerful. It's very potent. But at the same time, you want to give it ample time so it can do the work um, around your head area um, so that like that full clearing can happen. And again, then you would want to imagine that you're a pillar of white light. Um, I'm trying to think what else could be helpful to you. There's one more. I'm going to give you one last one. If none of these worked... Then we have like one last resort. Um, I call this the engulfing principle um, or the engulfing tool. Here's how this would work. You would want to imagine that there is a sphere um, of white light. And that sphere, you know, places itself over the black dot and uh, like encapsulates it. And it almost like starts to eat, eat it up, right? So, um, you know, it, it kind of like covers that black dot. And then what you want to imagine is that fear starts to diminish uh, in size. It starts to collapse, collapse, collapse. And as this uh, sphere, the outer sphere starts to collapse, the inner portion, uh, like essentially the inner block, this black dot starts to collapse with it. And then you want to essentially keep collapsing it into infinity, right? Like so that it's so small that at this point you cannot see the blockage anymore, right? And then when that particle is so small, you can just like clap your hands. And as you clap your hands, essentially that part would disappear altogether. So I think like these, and, the, and then of course you want to imagine that you're the pillar of white light. I think these are really, really good solid practices. And at least one of these four probably is going to work for you. Uh, I would be very, very surprised if, if it doesn't. Um, I want to take one last question for today around anything around sun consciousness that you wanted to ask as long as it serves humanity. The question is, um, you know, what are the benefits of, you know, like what kind of codes uh, does the sun transmit? And, uh, you know, why wouldn't I be able to get it, you know, um, another way like because like if I have a relationship with my higher self would my higher self already tell me or if I have like a relationship with the northern star you know as, as one of my guardian or guiding um, principles wouldn't they be able to guide me like why do I need all of these guidance you know how, how blind am I that I need all this guidance I actually really love this question thank you so much because I think you're a rock star for asking this um, here's the deal um Anytime you have any type of guidance, the guidance is, it tends to be biased. I'm just saying, um, you know, for those of you that have a lot of spirit guides, you would know exactly what I mean when I say that, because, you know, all these guides that are coming through into your vicinity, they all have a perspective. They all have a point of view. So there's no such thing as, you know, almost, shall I say, no such thing as unbiased guidance. 
because you know everybody always has an agenda and you know and you know that even with from your human experiences right people are only able to advise you based on their experiences on their past and their fears you know on their essentially every piece of advice is a projection of someone onto you right in other words um you could um well, essentially, essentially, guidance from the North Star and guidance from your higher self is kind of one in the same, is the same frequency, right? And obviously, you do want to be connected to both. It's not like one is a real replacement for another. However, your higher self, no matter how evolved they are, or is compared to source energy, is going to lack perspective, right? It doesn't have as much perspective, as much, as much visibility as source consciousness it would be impossible right because source consciousness is an amalgamation of trillions upon trillions of higher selves all of which are freaking rock stars right so the reason you would want to connect to the sun and the reason you would want to download those codes is because those codes that guidance and that advice is about as impartial and high vantage high-dimensional, high-frequency, all-seeing, all-knowing as it gets, right? That's why I said almost all guidance is biased. The only type of guidance that is about as impartial as it gets is the guidance from source and thus the guidance from the sun. Not only that, but it factors in the highest good of all living beings. Obviously, you included. You're included in that equation, right? So you can only benefit from that guidance. Not only that, but 3D, even 5D is hard, you guys. And you know this, you know, better than me, essentially. You're in the grind all day, every day, right? The problem is, it's like you're, you're in a hamster wheel day, day in and day out. There's so much, you know, you're, you're, half of your life is automated and another half of your life is template-based. And, it, it, and it's kind of like, you know, almost sad, but true, right? And the problem is, the way like there are certain factors that are so stacked against you like you're coming into all of these karma you're coming into all of these ancestral drama and into all of these broken relationships into all of these like lower vibrations into all of these frequencies um not only that but like other things that are stacked against you are like the veil of forgetfulness like let's not you know discount that one bit because you're also for the most part, don't remember the entirety of who you are. Don't don't fully remember why you came here. And don't fully remember what success looks like for this incarnation, right? So there's all of these things that are stacked against you. Um, so I think anytime you can get things going in your favor, you should you should definitely take uh, you know take up the opportunity. And like building a strong relationship with the sun is certainly one of the aces, um, you know, in, in, in your deck um that you you could benefit from it is about as good as it gets as far as guidance as far as help it's about as impartial um as well-intentioned as guidance can be all right you guys well this was so much fun for me i hope it was fun for you i love talking about song consciousness i love shedding the light on you know, the bigger picture stuff and giving you the tools so that you can wake up, awaken the God goddess within. It does start with nurturing your son connection, your son relationship. And, you know, it is my intention for you that you can live the lives that are fulfilled, that are happy, that are full of everything you want them to be full of. 
and don't have any of the things that you don't want them to have. And I know that one way of getting there is by being able to fully connected to the beautiful resources that are available to you. All these, you know, tools um, and helpful energies. And sun is about as good as it gets. It's been a true honor for me to walk you through some of the concepts that we discussed earlier today. And, you know, I do hope that you take some time to connect, reconnect with the sun and keep building that relationship. You will thank me later. I love you and I will talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Conversations with My Higher Self podcast. We hope that you enjoyed this episode. Please visit thisismaria.com for more insights and offerings from Maria and Sergey. It is T-H-I-S-I-S-M-A-R-I-Y-A.com. We hope to see you in future episodes.